is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Isabel Becerra. And I'm Milian Cordova. We want to remind you that this program is being broadcast on stolen indigenous land. Tonight, we focus on the Census 2020. Moving Arts Española is one of Northern New Mexico's premier art and youth organizations. We speak with two young artists, Levina Gray and Brian Moreno, to hear about their census campaign to reach Rio Rebu County and their surrounding communities. Then, Ata Chavez, the Executive Director for the Native American Voters Alliance Education Project, or NAVA EP, joins us to talk about the work they're doing to promote the census in Pueblo, Diné, and Apache communities in New Mexico. With so much going on in our world and country, we are excited to bring you a new edition of the Resistance Headlines. We have some community announcements to keep all of you engaged and, as per usual, some excellent music, starting with Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Moving Arts Española is a community organization that provides high quality, affordable forming and visual arts education in the Española Valley and the surrounding communities of Northern New Mexico. Tonight, we speak with two artists from Moving Arts Española. Levina Gray, a student attending the Institute of American Indian Arts in Santa Fe. And Brian Moreno, a 23-year-old artist and entrepreneur who works in the mediums of painting and drawing. Now, my co-host Milian Cordova speaks with Levina Gray and Brian Moreno. This is Milian Cordova with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Brian Moreno and Levina Gray of Moving Arts Española. Brian and Levina, welcome to Generation Justice. Um, Thank you. <laughs> if both of you guys can just tell us a little bit more about yourselves, uh, we'll start with Levina. Hi, my name is Levina Gray. Um, I'm, I recently graduated from New Mexico School for the Arts and I'm gonna start at the Institute of American Indian Arts on Monday. And I live on a farm in Española. I've lived here since I was five and I'm a painter and I've been working with Moving Arts. Uh, my name is Brian Moreno. Um, I'm 23 years old, and I was born in Monterrey, Mexico, but I was brought to, to the States when I was one year old. Um, my passion is painting and drawing. I love to use color to express how I feel um, in the environment I'm at. So color is the main thing I do. I love to paint, and yeah. Thank you both for you know, telling us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Lavina, please share with us more about the work of Moving Arts Española. Yeah, um, I've been working with them since I was 11 and um, doing 
different things like mural projects and different painting projects and I'm excited to be working with them again on this census sign painting project. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Brian? Um, this is my first project with them. But I think um, it's great, that's all I can say. Thank you. Uh, what has it meant to each of you to be part of this program? It's profound um, because I'm a student, so I feel grateful to be able to work with the community or for the community and with other young artists like Brian. Um, what about you, Brian? Well, it's the same thing as what she said. Um, I've been working with other artists such as herself, and it's just great because um, with this project, I can um, aware the community what is important to do the 2020 census count. Yeah, and that's that's really important. I understand that Moving Arts has created billboards and digital messaging around the census. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that campaign. Well, the campaign, um, we created signs, painted signs, hand-painted, um, so we came aware the the community of Rio Riva County uh, how important it is to do the the sensor counts because this were this will ensure us to bring funds to our whole communities, to bring more businesses and stuff like that. So if you have more information about the census, um, every ten years the federal government conducts a um, federal count of how many people are living in the country, and and through this they fund around six billion every 10 years to distribute through the whole communities. And this, this would determine our uh, representation in Congress. Yeah, I think it's really um, good to have people like actually like artists painting the signs. I think it's really interesting that we're doing that because we're like putting more art out there. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, bring the community together in this time of um, COVID. Okay, yeah, that's, that's really important. Where can people view this campaign? There's 16 signs, I think, all around um, Rio Arriba County, and it's also on the Rio Arriba Census 2020 Facebook page. They're in the roads and they're in the streets. Our signs are everywhere so they can see them. The campaign is called Rio Arriba Counts, uh, together we rise, 2020 okay. census. Brian, why is it important to you that people in the community fill out the census? Uh, it's really important. This will ensure this funds to our whole community. This will bring um, funds to schools, hospitals, every public services funds that we have. This will ensure us that if you don't count yourself, you can't get those funds. Um, Levina, is there anything else you'd like to add? I helped paint these signs to encourage the community to get counted because it's important. Um, it'll give us funds for everybody in the county for the next 10 years. So it's, it's really important. Thank you. Um, what is the importance of art and media to you at the moment we are living in? Um, you know, let's start with you, Levina. It's really like therapeutic kind of, and it's also like a, sh like a shared experience like I know that on my social media I only follow artists so I think also social media is really important during this time for artists to like sell their work and get their work out there and like share that and inspire other people 
I think what we have um, going right now in the studio is really, like, we're lucky to have that, to be able to have something to do, and which is art, and it brings us together. Um, I think it's really important for people to get creative right now. So, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. How would you answer that, Brian? Well, it's important because you can express um, your skills with other people. Uh, we can spark the brain of other um, young people with the message we do in art. Um, it can bring a big part of changing. You can have a voice. You can express yourself in making a change for like the future. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Where can listeners go to find more information about Moving Arts Española? Well, you can call the phone number, which is 505-577-6629. Or you can also go to movingartsexpanola.org. Or you can go on Facebook and look it up, Moving Arts. And um, you can also search up Roger Montoya. Um, he was at CNN Heroes 2019. Thank you for all your work in the census. And I know that people are getting their voices out. And, and this is such an important ideal so that all of us can get counted and so that we all get funded in the way we deserve. Art comes in many different forms and I believe that all art matters in order to better express ourselves and who we are as a person. So thank you. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for, for you guys being involved in this project as well. For Generation Justice, I am Milan Cordova. Lavina and Brian. I appreciate you all for providing the community with messages regarding the census. I believe art plays a huge role in social justice and modern day progression. With everything going on, your work balances the world in a beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you again, Levine and Brian. Now here is Unidos and Rio Oliva by Davino, chosen by our friends from Moving Arts Española. Unidos en Rio Arriba Cada uno de ustedes cuenta Familias, rancheros y los nativos Dale forma a nuestro futuro Unidos en Río Arriba Cada uno de ustedes cuenta Lowriders, religiones y nuestros hijos Mi comunidad es nuestra fuerza Atsadan Chavez is a member of the Diné Nation and Kiwa Pueblo. She is the executive director for the Neva Education Project and its sister organization, NM Native Oak. The Neva Education Project is a lead organization for the New Mexico Native Census Coalition. Now, Ms. Chavez speaks with Asia Lujan about the Neva Education Project and the work they're doing to promote the census in New Mexico's Native communities. This is Asia Lujan with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Atza Chavez, Executive Director of the Neva Education Project. Atza, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you. Tell us more about yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Atsadon Chavez. I'm Folded Arms Clan from the Diné Nation, born for Kiwa Pueblo. It's great to have you here. 
You're in the middle of your first year as NAVA EP Executive Director. Tell us what the work of NAVA EP means to you as a Native person. So I had a background in the finance industry where I could have made a, you know, very nice living for myself, but I realized that I was spending my 40-day work week uh, making money for people who were making all of the volunteer things I was doing off work much, much harder. I've been heavily involved in creating a authentic representation of Native people in the media. For myself growing up, I go by she, her pronouns, but I consider myself a two-spirit Native American woman and uh, someone who kind of lives in both of those masculine and feminine spaces, depending on, you know, how I feel that day, really and kind of what I need to accomplish. And so I realized that I wanted a different life for myself. I wanted to be able to help my communities in a way that I think I got a little bit, not necessarily steered in the wrong direction, but I was very successful as a finance professional and kind of just continued on that path before realizing that, you know, my true calling is to, to, to help my native people and to help forward um, all of the movements, including, you know, the BLM movement right now that are that are getting a lot more traction in the media today. Working for NAVA EP, we have a number of things that we um, are heavily invested in. One is going to be the work in the Navajo Nation and our Diné Energy Project. We are basically trying to make sure that we help the communities out there who have been most affected by the recent mine closures we want to make sure that we're providing jobs for them, providing a voice for them to have at the state and the local levels. And that follows over to the policy that goes into making sure that we're safeguarding and protected our sacred sites, such as Chaco Canyon. So there's a lot of involvement within that side. That's one of the things that we do under NAVA EP. Um, the second thing that we do is we are actively advocating to create a Native American voter block. And so that has a lot of different stems that, that go along with that. We need to make sure that we utilize our youth and our youth voters out there, let them know. I know for me, one of the hardest things, we do this workshop that's called Power Building Workshop. And we ask people you know, to give us examples of what is power. So we're sitting in a group with a lot of young people and you ask them what is power? And a lot of times it's silent. People don't know how to respond. But then you ask them the flip side of that and you say, what is it to be powerless? So many people pipe up. So I think a lot of our youth are familiar with not completely understanding how to access that power within themselves, understanding that their communities may not be functioning in the way that they would like them to, and not really sure how to advocate for themselves. So bringing them into the fold in terms of whether or not they want to protect their uh, communities from environmental extractive industries, whether or not they feel that they need to vote to have the people in power that will um, listen to some of their voices and some of the things that they're advocating for. So those kind of things end up coming uh, in hand in hand. And so those are primarily some of the projects that we work on a yearly basis under NAVA Education Project. 
Yes, I really truly believe as a fellow Native American woman that empowerment on Native American lands is definitely important, especially to the youth in all of our communities. So can you please tell us about the census work that NAVA Education Project and the New Mexico Native Census Coalition have been doing to ensure Native communities are counted? So right now, NAVA Education Project is leading the New Mexico Native Census Coalition. It's a coalition of members from the 19 Pueblos, the two Apache tribes, the Navajo Nation, and the urban Native population. And our main objective is to coordinate and implement a plan for an accurate and complete count in the New Mexico tribal and urban communities. We have a number of really outstanding staff members that make up the core of the leadership in our team. So that would be uh, Charlotte Little. She's our tribal specialist. We have Jamie Galoche, who is our urban specialist. And then we have uh, Kim Baca, who is our media specialist. So between us and our partner organizations within the urban area and all of the tribal CCC, members. So those are tribal complete count committees. Um, we've been able to all come together to make sure that it's kind of one coordinated effort. On the tribal nations, we've been working with these tribal CCCs to individually help them uh, revise their budget to be able to uh, utilize funds to access a number of different uh, things for their communities. So it's the first time that we've been able to say, you know, talk about uh, being Pueblo on Navajo land. So some of those things that might not make sense to a non-Native person, we've been able to bring a Native person on board to be able to help facilitate those things. Charlotte and our crew of phone bankers have been instrumental in making sure that we're reminding everyone within these tribal areas of the need to get counted and being there to support any sort of efforts that they may have. I know on a couple of calls, we've had a couple of elderly folks who weren't exactly sure how to answer some questions. And so a lot of the answers to some of our, some of the more common questions, like, um, do I just put one tribe? What name of my tribe do I put? So just some of those small questions that you might have, we've been able to talk to folks and either answer those questions or find someone within the Census Bureau to help. Our urban efforts, um, we're doing a food distribution um, with a number of other nonprofits, so mutual aid type efforts. And so when those types of things happen, we're making sure that we're putting in information there so that people know how to respond. We recently created a coloring book mainly because I know that when my son or my nephews um, ask me to do something and they bug me to do it, I'm much more willing to do it because they're making a request of me. So I would encourage anyone listening, if they would like a coloring book, to please contact us. We're doing a number of contests for folks who provide via social media some sort of evidence that they have completed the census. We're giving out uh, gift cards, e-gift cards, and then since it's back to school season, some of the larger um, gifts for our coloring book contests are going to be things like Chromebooks or tablets to help our students um, make sure that they succeed with back to school. The other thing that we did to make sure that people 
are able to get counted is we were able to work with our partners SFIS and the ITDRC to implement um, right now we have about 40 up and running but by the end of the month we should have 50 Wi-Fi hotspots so that in some of these tribal areas and then some places along Albuquerque and some on Navajo not only will people be able to respond to the census, but they'll be able to register to vote and they'll be able to have hotspots available for them um, for the virtual schooling that's gonna be happening in the next couple of months. Um, so what are challenges unique to Indian country with regard to getting a complete count? That's a great question. A large part of New Mexico is rural and um, a large part are federal tribal lands. Those are part of what's called the update leave process for the census. And all that means is that it's hard to get them um, a census form like you would traditionally receive, say you're in Albuquerque, it goes directly to your home or directly to mailbox that you have. These update leave communities, um, because they have issues with mail, they may only have a PO box that's you know miles from their home on Navajo, as far as 200 miles from your home, and they're not as reliable. So what these census uh, enumerators do is they literally go door to door, uh, neighborhood to neighborhood, and they drop off these questionnaires. Because of COVID, all of the tribal leaders decided to close their borders to non-residents, and these update leave operations were suspended. So a large majority of our communities did not receive their questionnaires until mid-June. They started to receive them mid-June. We still have a number of communities who have yet to receive their questionnaires. So the Census Bureau has asked us to message for folks to wait until they receive their 12-digit code to respond. Well, if you're waiting until mid-June to receive that, that code, that decreases the number of time and days and months that you have to respond. Most recently, the Census Bureau also shortened their timeline before we had until October 31st to respond. Now we have until September 30th. So the pressure is real. When you think about what we get from our census, our education, Title I, Head Start, Healthcare, IHS, Tribal Clinics, our Urban Indian Health Programs, SNAP, WIC, our Housing Block Grants, CDBG, all of these programs, the funds that we get for them are based on the numbers that we have within our community. So that's why it's important as to whether or not you live on the res, you live on the Pueblo, or you live in an urban area. When you respond as Native American and when you respond as saying you're from these tribal areas, those tribal areas then get counted as an additional person to receive funds for that community. For each person who responds, that's $3,700 per year into your community. Over 10 years, that's $37,000. That's a low estimate. Most people are saying it's $50,000 for 10 years. Right now in New Mexico and tribal communities, we're about 35% um, average, which means 65% of our people have yet to be counted. So now is the time for you to call your grandmas, your grandpas, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your neighbors to respond, to make sure that everyone in your home who was in your home on April 1st of 2020 is counted. 
in Albuquerque, we're the sixth highest percentage of natives across the country. We're 11% of the population. We're also 44% of the homeless population. Yes, and I can see now that those 10 minutes mean so much to so many people. You've touched on this a little today, but give us an idea of some of the consequences an undercount of Native communities would have. If we estimate a 5% undercount, which right now we're looking at maybe a 50% undercount, that's $557 million just for the state of New Mexico. When you look at just tribal communities, if there's a 1% undercount, that's $43 million. So we risk losing billions of dollars just by not taking the 10 minutes to respond to the census now. Without these funds, our communities are gonna suffer more than they're suffering now. Because now we have some of those federal resources. When it comes to giving out those federal resources again, if we're only counting 35, half of our people, then that's 20% less than what we did last the, the last census, when we really need to be pushing to get that 100%, because our voices matter. We as a people matter, our communities matter. And we took the efforts to safeguard our communities, to protect our elders, because they are our encyclopedias, our universities, our language holders. And we should not be further devastated by not counting ourselves. Right now, with people like Deb Hallen representing for us and some of the other Native folks that are on the ticket for the general election, we're starting to have people that are from our communities voice and represent for us. We currently have six Native American state house districts and three state senate districts where Native Americans um, are over 50% in the population. So if we're undercounted, we could lose those districts at the state and local levels. And without that representation that truly matters for us, we are voiceless. We are more powerless. So that's why NAVA EP became involved in the census for this 2020 count. Oh, thank you so much for all of that information. So what would you say is the biggest misconception that Native communities have regarding the census? Well, you know, historically, there's a lot of distrust. You know, we were in a large part displaced in many areas across the country due to colonization. And it's something that, you know, is very painful and very evident in our communities. And so there's that level of distrust. And so if someone just comes knocking at your door saying, hey, here, fill this out, you know, you better do this or else, there's a lot of intimidation and a lot of distrust that we've had in the past. But I think the difference is that, you know, with our youth, with the way that people are starting to come alive within our community and, you know, build on the efforts from people like AIM, who are always advocating for us, we are in a position where our youth could really, really lead our communities and do it in a way that is uh, representative of our morals and our values in a way that's refreshing and real that we may not have had in the past, but we're moving towards. 
And with some of the elders and the leaders that we have in place now, we can start to grow this movement of youth that are pushing forward these innovative ideas, this real, real change in leadership and leadership style that's going to really benefit a lot of our communities. But it really starts with those little things that you have to do working inside this larger overall government of the United States. And part of that is filling out your census. So what are some of the upcoming deadlines and dates we all need to be aware of? We have until September 30th, but we don't know if the census is going to change their mind and say, hey, no, actually, it's this date. We need to make sure that everyone fills out their census now. If you have questions on how to do it, visit our website, nmnativecensus.org. If you look and click on the contact me um, link, you can send me an email. You can ask me any questions. You, if you, if you want to volunteer in phone bank, if you want to help engage within your community, please contact me. I'd be happy to help, uh, put you in line with folks and get you in touch with people so that you can help your community. Because I know there are so many leaders out there that that want to help but just don't necessarily know how to start. Call your people, put stuff on social media. If you fill out your census and you get it done, take a snapshot at the end of your, your census when you turn it in online, or if you wanna you know, send in a snap of your phone call or of you putting something in the mailbox, send that to us. You can get a free e-gift card and you know it encourages other people to follow. We also put out eight different language videos. So if you're itching to, to practice your Tewa or your Keras or your Navajo, those particular language videos are spoken in the native languages and then they have the captions in English. Our website again is nmnativecensus.org. The census uh, website to respond is my2020census.gov or you can use their phone number, which is 844-330-2020. All of those ways you can respond. Thank you very much for that. Is there anything else you would like to add? I really would just want to encourage everyone out there to respond to the census now. As I said before, you know, you're responding for yourself. You're responding for your native your greater native family, your tribes, your communities, you're responding for all of the people that you see on the day to day. And I know right now with COVID and all of the restrictions, you know, I miss seeing my neighbors, I miss seeing my family, I miss seeing all of these people. And this is one thing you can do to show them some love right now. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us today. I know I learned a lot about the census and your passion and your work for native communities. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you, Asia. For Generation Justice, I'm Asia Lujan. Thank you so much for all of your advocacy in our tribal and rural communities. I know that getting everyone counted and giving people resources is so hard, especially with our current state of the world. But you're doing an amazing job with the census. Again, I just want to say thank you for letting Generation Justice interview you. Thank you, Ms. Chavez. Your words were very informative. I appreciate that you brought the elements of power and weakness to my attention. I'm sure many listeners like myself recognize the importance. I'm so thankful that this world has people like you. 
Our next song was chosen by our guest, Atadan Chavez. Here is I Was Raised by Exit. exciting part of our program, The Resistance Headlines, hosted by Kyle Gonzalez and Lily Lukau. With all that's happening in our world in 2020, it's important to stay aware, vigilant, and hopeful. Here at GJ, we know resistance works. So, we bring you our newest segment, The Resistance Headlines, a look at the most recent acts of resistance here we go. From our friends at Democracy Now! The city of Asheville, North Carolina has formally apologized to Black residents for the city's role in slavery. It's about time. The resolution, approved unanimously by Asheville City Council on the night of July 14th, calls for investments in Black businesses and homeownership as a form of reparations. Asheville doing us proud. Thank goodness for the judicial system. On August 6th in New York, State Attorney General Letitia James charged the National Rifle Association, better known as the NRA, with mismanaging the use of millions of dollars and giving out expensive contracts to former employees to ensure their silence in this scheme. AG James will now attempt to regain the lost assets and move to block the four defendants of the NRA from serving on any New York nonprofit board ever again. Bernalillo County District Attorney Raul Torres filed a lawsuit July 13th against the New Mexico Civil Guard, an armed militia group that has been threatening at several peaceful protests. The lawsuit, which Torres describes as the first of its kind in the nation, asks District Judge Clay Campbell to order the New Mexico Civil Guard to stop pretending to be a police force. The resistance continues against historic oppressors. Las Cruces's Oñate High School will soon become Oregon Mountain High School. After hours of debate, the school board proceeded with this name change which will take effect in 2021. Some good news for the family of Elijah McLean, a victim of police murder in Aurora, Colorado. After intense pressure, the state's public health department has reopened its investigation into the use of ketamine on him by officers. This case has prompted international attention. Justice will be served. Rest in power, Elijah. In closing, we'd like to highlight the words of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. And at GJ, we are here to show our ancestors that we are following their footsteps and we are determined to thrive. Thank you for believing that resistance works. Thank you for all of the information you have shared with us. I hope we can take this opportunity to gain more knowledge and use it for the greater good. 
Our next song of the night is Be Counted by Tacoma Refugee Choir. It is time for our community calendar. Exactly. The first event is the Effective Communication Strategies webinar, hosted by the Alzheimer Association, New Mexico chapter. The webinar is to help caregivers and loved ones to learn how to decode messages, attitude, tone of voice, facial expression, and body language from individuals who live with dementia. For registration info, call 1-800-272-3900 or visit communityresourcefinder.org. If you would like to learn more, contact the Alzheimer's Association New Mexico chapter on Facebook. Now, some important information that is worth repeating. There are three ways to fill out the census form. People can go to my2020census.gov, call 844-330-2020, or by mail. If you'd like to fill out the form in your native language, go to my2020census.gov to learn more. Most households receive their invitation to respond to the 2020 census in March. These official census bureau mailings included detailed information and a census ID for completing the census online. That is it for our community calendar. Our next song is Can't Hold Us by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, featuring Ray Dalton. enjoyed this hour of education and resistance. We'd like to thank our guests, Lavina Gray and Brian Moreno of Moving Arts Española, and Asa Chavez of Neva Education Project. For transparency, we want to note that our GJ radio producer, Katie Zuni has a board relationship with Neva Education Project. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Katie Zuni, Barbara Ramirez, and Roberta Rael with editing support from Riazla Glikozai. And thank you to our interviewers, Asia Luhan and my co-host, Milian Cordova. We wanna give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Conalma Health Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last songs of the night include Radio by Lana Del Rey and the 2020 Census song by Austin Malin. I am Milian Cordova. And I'm Isabel Becerra. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico. Remember to fill out your census form. Did you know that there's around 30 million people in the United States? That's a lot, but don't go have an existential crisis on me. I know this can easily discourage you to feel lost in the numbers, can't find your way through, but today we're here to help make your voice heard. The 2020 census is a coin right now, and it's not too 